Christian Science Bible Lesson, read from The Message, with spiritual interpretations from 21st Century Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, a modern version of Mary Baker Eddy's Science and Health. Subject, God. Golden Text, John. Jesus said, I'm telling you these things while I'm still living with you. The friend, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send at my request, will make everything plain to you. He will remind you of all the things I have told you. I'm leaving you well and whole. That's my parting gift to you. Peace. There was a man of the Pharisee sect, Nicodemus, a prominent leader with, among the Jews. Late one night, he visited Jesus and said, Rabbi, we all know you're a teacher straight from God. No one could do all the God-pointing, God-revealing acts you do if God weren't in on it. Jesus said, you're absolutely right. Take it from me. Unless a person is born from above, it's not possible to see what I'm pointing to, to God's kingdom. How can anyone, said Nicodemus, be born who has already been born and grown up? You can't re-enter your mother's womb and be born again. What are you saying with this born-from-above talk? Jesus said, you're not listening. Let me say it again. Unless a person submits to this original creation, the wind hovering over the water creation, the invisible moving the visible, a baptism into a new life, it's not possible to enter God's kingdom. When you look at a baby, it's just that, a body you can look at and touch. But the person who takes shape within it is formed by something you can't see and touch, the spirit, and becomes a living spirit. So don't be surprised when I tell you that you have to be born from above, out of this world, so to speak. You know well enough how the wind blows this way and that. You hear it rustling through the trees but you have no idea where it comes from or where it's headed next. That's the way it is with everyone born from above, by the wind of God, the Spirit of God. Nicodemus asked, What do you mean by this? How does this happen? Jesus said, You're a respected teacher of Israel, and you don't know these basics? Listen carefully. I'm speaking sober truth to you. I speak only what I know by experience. I give witness only to what I have seen with my own eyes. There is nothing secondhand here, no hearsay. Yet instead of facing the evidence and accepting it, you procrastinate with questions. If I tell you things that are plain as the hand before your face, and you don't believe me, what use is there in telling you of things you can't see, the things of God? No one has ever gone up into the presence of God except the one who came down from that presence, the Son of Man. In the same way that Moses lifted the serpent in the desert so people could have something to see and then believe, it is necessary for the Son of Man to be lifted up. And everyone who looks up to him, trusting and expectant, will gain a real life, eternal life. This is a crisis we're in. God light streamed into the world, but men and women everywhere ran for the darkness. 
They went for the darkness because they were not really interested in pleasing God. Everyone who makes a practice of doing evil, addicted to denial and illusion, hates God light and won't come near it, fearing a painful exposure. But anyone working and living in truth and reality welcomes God light so the work can be seen for the God work it is. 21st Century Science and Health Infinite Spirit is. Therefore, human consciousness will succumb to the scientific fact and disappear in place of spiritual consciousness. The real sense of being, perfect and forever intact, will appear. The manifestation of God through human beings is as light passing through the window. The light and the glass never mingle, but as matter, the glass is less opaque than the walls. The human mind, through which truth appears most vividly, is that one which has lost much materiality, much error, and has become a better transparency for truth. Human mind is a cloud melting into thin vapor, no longer hiding the sun. The human consciousness, often named brain, is the exact opposite of real mind. Mortal consciousness is made up of errors. We learn in biology and neuroscience that the brain registers suffering and then dies. We learn in theology that our human consciousness is resurrected after death. These erroneous teachings are basically saying that consciousness is born of matter and returns to matter to be later resurrected from dust, whereas divine science reveals our perpetual spiritual consciousness unaffected by the brain or death. Progress comes from experience. Humanity is improved as the mortal is dropped for the immortal. Mortals must break out of this mental cycle of thinking that material life is all in all. They must think outside of the box with divine science and look to the infinite cosmos. Be aware, though, that thought which escapes the box and has not yet been instructed by the science of truth and love may become wild with freedom and so be self-contradictory. No remedy for depression, sin, and death comes from the bottom up. The redeeming power is not in a cell, a physical force, chemicals, or human mind. I would not transform the infant, the infant immediately into an adult, nor would I keep the infant a lifelong newborn. No impossible thing do I ask when urging the claims of Christian science. But because this teaching is in advance of the times, we should not deny our need of its spiritual unfoldment. Humanity will improve through science and spirituality. The necessity for spiritualizing humanity comes from the fact that mind can do it. Mind, God, can impart purity instead of impurity, strength instead of weakness, and health instead of disease. Truth improves the entire system and can heal the whole body. The Greek word for wind, pneuma, 
is also used for spirit, as in John's Gospel, where we read, the wind, pneuma, blows wherever it pleases. So it is with everyone born of the spirit, pneuma. Here, the original word is the same in both cases, yet it has received different translations, as have other passages elsewhere in the New Testament. Mortal existence is a dream. Mortal existence has no real entity, but mimics I am. Spirit is the ego which never dreams, but understands all things. Spiritual ego never mistakes and is always conscious. Spirit never believes or decides, but knows. Soul is never born and never dies. Our true identity is the likeness of spirit, ego. We are not God, but we are the outcome of spirit. We reflect God. We run into error when we, when we divide ego into egos or multiply mind into minds. Mis misunderstandings occur when we suppose error to be mind and mind to be in matter and matter to be a lawgiver. We feel stuck between a rock and a hard place when we assume unintelligence is the template to intelligence or that mortality is the matrix of immortality. Question, what is God? Answer, God is bodiless, divine, supreme, infinite mind, spirit, soul, principle, life, truth, love. Question, are these terms synonymous? Answer, they are. They refer to one absolute God. They are also intended to express the nature, essence, and fullness of Almighty God. The attributes of God are justice, mercy, integrity, wisdom, goodness, and so on. Question. Is there more than one God or principle? Answer. There is not more than one God. Principle and its idea are one, and this one is God, omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent being. Omni is adopted from the Latin adjective signifying all. Therefore, God combines all power or potency, all science or true knowledge, all presence. God's reflection is child, man and woman, and the universe. And the diverse manifestations of divine science indicate mind, never mindless matter, and have one principle. God has no limiting factor. Spirit is not confined to individuals. Mind isn't corporeal and doesn't grow from a limited chromosome. Infinite mind can have no starting point and can't return to a limit. Spirit can never be bound. Spirit can't be fully manifested through the physical. What is God's image and likeness? Is it matter or a fleshly human being? Is it collapse, complaint, and mourning? Can human mind's creation recognize divine mind? Can infinite mind recognize human mind's creation? Can the eternal dwell in the temporal or know anything unlike the infinite? Can deity be known through the physical senses? Can the physical senses 
which receive no direct evidence of spirit, give correct testimony as to spiritual life, truth, and love? The answer to all these questions must forever be in the negative. The physical senses cannot secure proof of God. Spirit isn't tactile to flesh. Spirit isn't seen through the eye, isn't heard through the ear, isn't tasted or smelled by means of matter. Our physical senses are quite pathetic. They can't even cognize the microscopic particles, only known by the effects commonly attributed to them. According to Christian science, the only real senses are Christ-like and come from divine mind. Thought passes from God to us. Sense and information do not go from material body to mind. The intercommunication is always from God to existence. Material atoms are not aware and have no consciousness of good or of evil, of pleasure or of pain. Our individuality is not directly or indirectly measurable. The science of our spirituality doesn't come only in the hereafter in what is called heaven, but here and now. Christ-likeness or spirituality is the great fact of being for time and eternity. The secular teachings are material and not spiritual. Christian science teaches that which is spiritual and divine. Spiritual sense is unmistaken, whereas human perceptions make mistakes. Bear in mind, people who adopt New Age techniques, mysticism, or hypnotism may be more spiritual than individuals who shun or avoid those practices. Therefore, my contest is not with those practitioners, but with false systems. I love humanity and will continue to labor and to endure. The calm, strong forces of true spirituality are manifest as health, purity, and a magnanimous self. Spiritual mindedness must expand the human experience until the beliefs of temporal being are clearly exposed as impositions. Confusion, danger, and disorder will then give everlasting place to the scientific demonstration of divine spirit and to God's radiant offspring.